Groovy. Let's do it. Okay. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. So I'm your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have The Shape, and they have a new album that's going to be coming out in October, October 29th, called The Age of Doom and Fear. Uh, right now, I'm being joined by Brian to share some more information about some current singles that are out and what the band's got going on. So, Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely great to have How you. Are- How am I? I'm good. I'm really good. How are you, baby? I am effing fantastic. Is it? Is this one where we can swear, or is this one where where I cannot? You know, you can swear. I'll just mark it explicit for anybody listening with children. Although, the median age for my show is, I think, 18 to 34, and typically also in a band or a musician. Very good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're listening in and you're like, I am 18 to 34, and I am in a band, just know that the internet is watching you, and I get that information. <laughs> time all the time speaking of people watching you the age of doom and fear what in the world is this about is this a prophecy what's going on here brian uh it it was a lot of songs that were a long time coming and we had set out to make a new record in early 2020 that got pushed back into right around the time the pandemic started um, and we had everything all, all set to go on that. And we ended up, you know, obviously because nobody knew what was going on. It was like, all right, pause. We got to hold, see what's going on here. Um, we ended up uh, kind of creating something completely different and new from it that was way heavier, um, way angrier, and really reflective of the first, you know, April, May, June, July of last year kind of all done um in a continuous vacuum and that that four month period of time is very very disheartening and strange and weird and and, and nothing like i had ever seen in my lifetime so we my guitarist and i uh, my longtime guitarist chris uh the founded of the band with me you know I, i just said to him one day i was like it's like the age of doom and fear man it's every day there's something new there's going to be you know frogs coming down the sky dropping any minute you know Mm -hmm. tornadoes blah 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 so it's it's really just um the songs are it's not i wouldn't say like a concept album by any means but it's it's reflection uh, based in you know this insane last 18 months that we've had uh, um you know, on micro topics, but, uh, you know, the underneath having our, leave that up to information for this is going to make a journey. Yeah. yeah. Now, does that, you mentioned it's not really a concept record, but I'm, I'm seeing a few things uh, from what I can see anyway, like Dr. Plague. Well, now I know what that's about. <laughs> uh, well, that one's actually kind of interesting. Dr. Plague was a song that we, initially wrote i want to say it, like a very early version of it in 2008 and it was something that we sat with where we just felt like we couldn't 
couldn't finish getting it right. Like it wasn't always there. There was something about it that we just needed to let it stew for a while. And the original demo, um, just the sound on it didn't, didn't, it just wasn't driving for us. So we kind of put it on the back burner, but it was always one that we really loved like four minutes or so of, but we needed to just kind of let it mature. And then we went back to it and, um, we had like the missing pieces just playing off of each other because that's really all that we could do. Nothing was open. We would just go out and write and just, you know, to each other's houses close by and, and uh, just, you know, write music and, and have these, you know, pieces come together and take it on a song by song basis. And that was the first one uh, that we actually started with. Like he, or Chris brought that up for uh, just, dicking around on the guitar and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot about that. Man. Yeah. What the fuck were the, I'm sorry, what were the, the hell were the rest of the riffs in, uh, in that song? And then he played them through and I was like, oh man, I have this other piece right here. And it just really, it knocked everything into, it just got the ball rolling. And we knew that was a song that we wanted to open the record with too. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of lyrical content, uh, it, to a degree, it's about what's going on, but it's more so just this. Um, it looks back at all the different plagues that have gone on, like from your Spanish flu to way earlier than that. And back in the day, there were different types of plague doctors where, you know, for one, the bourgeoisie would send them down in, in France to, uh, you know, help the poor people. Uh, but it wasn't always helping. Then there were con men that were people that were healers. So you never knew what you got, but you were always afraid if you were uh, a lay citizen and you didn't know who to trust. So I thought that was an interesting concept for what you see going on on TV because every channel you see with the news is telling you something completely different. Uh, so I thought that was an interesting hook in comparison. So we, you know, we ran with that ball and we thought, in the very least, if people aren't pissed off about it which they shouldn't be because you have your own mind and you can make it up make up what you think of it uh it'd at least be funny uh (laughs) fucked up way (laughs) yeah you could just just laugh it off you know it's a real real hee-haw um i'm still waiting for that for everybody to just you know wow 2020 that was stupid let's just laugh it off i'm still kind of waiting for that brian (laughs) maybe we're too soon it's it, like if if you're going to be offended by right. by it on, on either side or like, like I, I can see people interpreting it in many ways and getting upset with it when that's kind of the goal. Yeah, I wanted yeah. you to get upset. So if you're upset, we we're here. That's yeah. Yeah, we are right freaking here, man. Right freaking here, man. In Long Island, we're right freaking here. Uh, one guy. One guy. One guy. Now, you mentioned something about producing a heavier, angrier record, and it came across. As soon as I heard the next track that you guys had just released, Invisible Wolves, you saw me. I started shaking violently. I had no control over my body anymore. I said, you guys are angry. Um, For those statistical musicians that are listening into the show right now, how, Uh how do you write heavier? How do you write angrier? How do you take that emotion that you're feeling and go onto a record and it translates to somebody three, 4,000 miles away or even further than that. 
Um, that's a really good question. Uh, I've never gotten before. Um, take your time. Heavy is a few different things, right? Heavy is not just the sound of, you know, in metal. It's not just that. And people often mistake it just for how it sounds. Heavy is an attitude. It's the ideas behind things. Some of the heaviest shit is stuff that might not be the heaviest musically. Mm-hmm. I mean, for for us, I will clarify that this is definitely our heaviest in that department. So for sure, we do mean that. But um, in terms of getting to that place, uh, it was very easy this time around. I mean, when you're stuck inside, you can't do anything that you like to do. You can't go anywhere. You know, some of us struggle with mental health issues and anxiety, depression, stuff like that. It's really hard. And at the same time, you do understand, you know, what the whys and and you get it, you know. Um, But the longer it goes on, the the more that kind of madness takes over. So that's kind of what happened. And I think Invisible Wolves um, was not one of the first songs we had written for it that kind that kind of came out later. So as more things uh became just embarrassing to to watch <laughs> uh, you, know, you know between people you see on tv people acting like grown grown people in their 70s and and 30 40 30 40 50 60 years old just you're just kind of baffled sometimes at the, at the things that they would outwardly say in public you know i don't think you have to really i don't really have to uh get all that uh clear about who and what and, and all that because mm-hmm. we've talked enough about that stuff but uh, it was very easy because it just it affected everybody's lives but the songs we, we worked really hard to make sure the songs weren't like stuck in a time capsule so you can listen to this and it would the topics and themes of each songs would still apply if you listen to it five years, 10 years, 15 years down the road. Mm. It won't sound dated to a certain time period. Lyrically, it's not like citing specific things. And Invisible Wolves, in particular, is a song about outrage. It's about the idea of people being at each other's throats with a you know pack of wolves behind them ready to use them and turn them on each other at any at any point and and that's what that song is about uh so in terms of just getting heavier um and and angrier we didn't need much motivation (laughs) (laughs) yeah much but i will say this i will say after we went through the process of writing uh and recording this record which was a blast it was a very small skeleton crew uh, of us, um, despite how amazing the production sounds and how big everything sounds. It was actually quite a small crew, uh, um, which was awesome to do. And, uh, you know, uh, we were able to turn around and write kind of a more experimental record because we ended up writing two during the time period so we have another one completely ready to go for the following year in 2020 late 2022 or early 2023 that's a huge departure from this 
Okay. Because at the, at the same time, you know, you go through all these different emotions and you feel all these different things and you get that angry, but not, that's not the full emotional range of a person. So for every, you know, song we wrote that was in that vein, we had something that was a little more chill, something that was a little more introspective and we just grouped them together in the right ways. Mm hmm. So many things I could say. I'll just go in order. Number one, that's awesome, Brian. Number two, I'm planting the seeds for coming back onto the show, unless you don't want to come back onto the show. Um, 100%. And, oh, sweet, sweet. And then the third one, is there a third one? Did I have a third one? Anyway, I yeah, I don't know either. Uh, the train, I talked a lot. Yeah the, yeah, the train left the station. I just got to wait for another train to come up. It'll have all more ideas. We'll just roll with it. Uh, I have another, you mentioned about sounding relevant, you know, five, 10, 15 years from now. And I was remembering at that moment that, uh, this is 20 ish years ago now, the Bush era was 2000 to 2008, I think something like that. Yeah. I remember listening to a Queensryche album that they had actually written about the Reagan administration and thinking, man, this is relevant to today. Like shit just keeps going in cycles. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't want to relive what happened in 2020. But the sad thing is, is that probably at some capacity, you know, the record will be will be in another age of doom and fear at some point, unfortunately. And uh, you just nailed exactly why we decided to stick with that title. Yeah. Because, you know, if you don't look at history, you are doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've, yeah. I've read I've read some very interesting theories on that one as well. Like why humans actually still repeat history, even though they're smart enough to not repeat it. Um, and it actually, the, the, I read from an evolutionary biologist who said that we are what we are, and until we evolve out of it, in which case we have no control over how we evolve out of it, this is it. Yeah, it's comfort, and it's what you know, yeah. or it's one or the other. Yeah. And I was like, wow, cool. And then what else did you say? You said uh, anger isn't the full range of human emotion. Now, here's an interesting question, I guess. This is just a discussion, right? But that's what we saw a lot of. And did you guys then through this record maybe dive deeper into maybe what is anger at its core? Did you you said you mentioned you, you were writing some stuff, you know, in the opposite that's sort of calm. And then I was thinking as you were saying that is calm the opposite of anger? Or is calm just the absence of anger? And it's just, I don't know, just, I've wanted to have a discussion with you, Brian. <laughs> That's, that is a, you are a great question. Uh, uh, proposing right here, a great interview. Um, that's a few to unpack, but I will answer each, each little point I have in my head as you were saying that. So on the anger tip before the calm, uh, anger comes and it goes. Right. If you're always angry, that is not healthy for your system. It is good to have it, though. It is good to feel that emotion because if everything is perfect, you know, are you living? Are you experiencing? You know, so it's that weird, you know, probably hippie, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, spirituality mentality. But I, I do believe that because. Uh, as zen as one can be if you know if you don't have that in you anymore 
to a degree about something? Are you passionate? Like anger to me comes from passion and it comes from despair, uh, being angry about things that you find sad and, um, or reprehensible to other people. It doesn't have to be to you, uh, in your life. Like, you know, we see people that, you know, have so much money they could cure world hunger and they don't do shit about it. You know, they have billions and millions of dollars. And to me, that makes me angry on a certain level. Can I do anything about it? No, but I could definitely maybe inspire some ideas on other people with just how I'm thinking or how I might, you know, create some lyrics and and put some music to it. I may be able to stir that emotion, which is the whole point of that art. And in terms of calm being opposite of angry, um, I think from releasing that anger, it's it's kind of how like you know you get you know serotonin hits and dop- dopamine hits and stuff like that. When you reach that pinnacle, like in real life, for example, I'm not this guy running around being like cross. I'm not do- I'm not doing that 24 seven. If I was, I should be in a mental hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, or locked away in jail. Uh, you know, do I get annoyed or pissed off in daily life? Of course, human. Everybody does. But I'll save all that for when we go on stage or when we rehearse. And then there is a feeling when you're done that this hard to describe calming feeling that does come over you. Like you have your. You know, I just done did a workout, but then, you know, like when you finish doing your workout, you have those, uh, those feelings like, like, huh, okay, I got it all out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, so is it the opposite of calm? I don't know. I I don't think so. I think it's, it's more, you know, uh, a biological time thing you know, and a, and a, and a body and brain chemistry thing mm-hmm. than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So if you're listening in right now and you're like, but I am angry all the time, call somebody, talk to somebody. It's not healthy. Yeah. Or you're a teenager. Cause when I was a teenager, yeah. I was always angry. So I get, yeah. I get that too. Is there, an, is there a difference between teenage yeah. angst and, and anger? Uh, I would assume they cross. I, I mean, <laughs> the stuff I was angry about as a teen is definitely not as rough as the stuff I get angry about at 37. This is true. It's <laughs> very true. When, when you have a mortgage and, and car payments and all this other kind of stuff and, um, you know, you have to deal with people in, you know, work capacities and, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, you would be surprised at how much more chill that other stuff will just flutter away. <laughs> certainly, certainly will. Yeah. I wrote down healthy anger. It made me think of, oddly enough, the best Metallica album ever, St. Anger. <laughs> and St. Anger is a song about controlling that because apparently James has issues uh, with anger issues. And in there, he's, he has a lyric like, I want my anger to be healthy, which you know, if you're trying to get rid of anger, well, that's not good either. Like you said earlier, 
Zen doesn't mean that you're never angry. It means that you're angry for a really good reason. And then you do something about it because you understand why you're angry. And then when you're done, you have the release because you've released it. But where it's mm-hmm. where it's not healthy is where you're either trying to never be angry <laughs> or you're angry all the time because you're not doing something about it. Your system's telling you that something's wrong. Yep. You got to do Usually, something. Uh, like you ever see those people? I'm sure you have. Uh, the people that always have the smile on their face like this and you're like, how the fuck do you always have that going on? Botox. Like, I don't. I don't care. Yeah, this thing. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it looks great, um, doesn't it? Yeah, looks great. As they're staying pulled up, or, um, they, but they always kind of come off a little fake at some point, like you know, or you know, something's bo- It's like get it out, get it out. Something's bothering you. Yeah, uh, and then, like you said, if you're just trying to avoid it, you end up you know, just you don't solve any problems. It's it's like. That's like uh, a fire's in your house, and you're like, "All right, cool. I'm just gonna run out the door and not do anything about it." When you come, eventually you're gonna come home, and your house is burned down, or you know, mm-hmm. it's still at a low grade fire, so you didn't really fix anything. That's right. That's right. And we fix things, baby. Right here on the shape with the Rock Little Podcast, we fix it. Cool. So, Brian, we chatted about the internet watching you. We chatted about producing a heavier, angrier record, and you were successful in doing that. We chatted about sounding relevant 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. We chatted about healthy anger. We chatted about the age of doom and fear, how that title came into be, and how that will also be relevant. We chatted about Zen. Uh, what else did we chat about? We chatted about a lot of good stuff. We got the the record coming out October 29th. You mentioned in the pre-roll, you can't really say much else about that. Um, but you also did plant the seed, plant into a beautiful tree. Um, <laughs> a lotus flower out of the mud of the age of doom and fear comes the beautiful lotus flower into a next record, uh, which case more than likely it'll come across my desk and we'll chat again and it'll be fantastic. And uh, maybe you'll be in Connecticut that time instead of Long Island. Everybody in Long Island right now is very happy that somebody in Canada knows how to say where they're from. I'm sure. <laughs> and, is there anything I missed, Brian? Not really, man. Uh, if uh, For listeners, uh, if you go to our Spotify, it's very simple to shape. Uh, we're on all streaming platforms, Bandcamp, every, everything for our socials is The Shape Rocks. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, Bandcamp, yada, yada, YouTube. Um, we have out Dr. Plague, the Parasomniac, and Invisible Wolves, and um, we are going to be dropping a, a, another track next month called City of Ghosts. That's a little bit, uh, a little bit more of a, uh, a hard rock kind of anthem. Uh, it's probably the only or the most hopeful spot on a uh, song on the record. <laughs> Slight glimpse of hope here in the age of doom and fear. It had to be said that way. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, Brian, for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Thank you, man.